0: Hello. Hello. <laughs>
1: Hello? How's it going? Um, it's going okay. Did you have a good morning so far? I was having a great morning.
0: You know what? No one cares. I was having a very, very good morning. I've been sharpening the saw. Whoa. I'm doing things. I've been learning things. And then uh, when, when I got a uh, beep from my friend John Roderick... Uh, 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 Skype says call recorder uninstalled again. Hmm. So I've been dealing with that, and hey, uh, nobody cares, John. But you know, what? are you sure they don't? Nah. Uh, you know, I feel like I ask so little.
1: You know what I'm saying? You do. You don't ask for a lot, Merlin. I don't you ask really for don't. that
0: that much. But things are uh, things are doing fine. It's uh, it's Labor Day. Uh, it's been very very hot here. Is it hot
1: where you are? Uh, It is uncharacteristically hot, but that means that by other standards, it's just what you would call like a nice warm day. It's like 85 today or something. And uh, so... Looking at people's reports of their own situations in different parts of the country, I feel like Seattle, this is one where Seattle kind of has to take a knee and and, mm-hmm. and not do the thing that we love to do, which is, hey, it's great weather in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. No, no, that's like bragging about a
0: vacation. Yeah. Because people, uh, it, it seems like in, in,
1: in Los Angeles, are, uh, are burning up, burning up for, for your love, And you in San Francisco can't breathe. Is that right? Is that your current status? No, no breathing. Well, John, I
0: got to tell you, the phrase that comes to to mind is I'd complain, but who'd listen? Do you know what I'm
1: saying? Yes.
0: Right. There's a lot of people there. Yeah, oh. this, this whole godforsaken state is just crazy on fire right now. Um, so it's it's weirdly smoky outside. You know my part of town. Notoriously great fresh air. Nice fresh really? air there. Yeah, because, you know, the ocean washes it. That's the sure. climate. <laughs> sure. So, like, if it's 91 for us, woof. It is Ooh. rough for people up in Marin. 91 here is uh, – San Francisco broke its record yesterday.
1: 91 so. there is, like, 1,000. It's like in one other thousand another places. Right? places. It's yeah, like if you if
0: you adjust for inflation, yeah,
1: ninety one will make a hundred and five look like <laughs> <laughs> uh, look uh-huh. like eighty seven. Uh huh. All right, yeah. you get a little one, little yeah. one
0: for that. Thanks, thanks, thanks. It took me a second. Um, that's why. No, it's terrible. It's really terrible. I mean, Los Angeles is, has got a lot going on right now. Um, it's it's really it's really rough. Um, but you know, it's uh, the other thing is, you know, the thing is, John, I complain, but who, who'd listen? Yeah. We we don't have the air conditioning here. You know? That's right, you don't. That you don't need it most, most of the time because of the clean, washed air. It's freshly, freshly washed. It sweeps out uh, the uh, the uh, the salad bowl, as they call it. Mm-hmm. The hot hot air blows uh, to the west and pushes all the air out over the Pacific, and it gets kind of uh, scientifically washed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then it comes back in and, uh, but now nah, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's nobody has a
1: AC in Seattle, or at least never did. Yeah. Uh, and lately, you know, when I was a kid, of course, now yeah, we're going to talk about when we were kids because when I was a kid, I would really, I would really enjoy that. Uh, it never got hot here. Uh, it mm-hmm. rained all the time. It rained in the summer. It, um, sometimes, uh, you know, there was every once in a while you get a dusting of snow. And then sometime in what, what I think of as very recent memory, and I'm talking about in the last 10 years, yeah. just 10 years, all of a sudden it's 95 degrees uh, several times during the summer. And it's like, where did that come from? That was never, my mom had a rule. We had a little, one of those little swimming pools in the back, not a, not a kiddie pool, mind you, but, a, mm-hmm. but but one that had to be set up, one that could hold an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay. her, her rule was it had to be 80 degrees to go in the swimming pool. And I don't Ooh. know why that was her rule. But she so, had, I bet
0: you developed a pretty good sense of how often you could go in the pool. Well, which is say, you know how often it hit 80 because of how often you could go to the pool.
1: Well, and we would sit. We would sit in the kitchen staring at the thermometer. Mm-hmm. Mer- Mercury watching, they call it. Yeah, that was, uh, and, and we would say, you know, it's 78 and she would say, nope, it's gotta be 80 to go in the pool. Now my mom, you know, obviously didn't like kids, Uh -uh. but, um, but it was a struggle in the, in the seventies to, to go into the pool as much as you wanted. Let's just say that. And now sometimes it's 80 degrees for weeks at a time. Uh -uh. Uh, but. 80 degrees does not compare to 118 degrees. Also, we've been lucky with the fires this year. No fires. Mm-hmm. But, but I, heard in the, I heard on the weather that the California fires are so bad that we're going to start seeing smoke from them up here this week. And our air quality is going to go to shit because the fires dropped. The fires sent so much smoke that it blanketed Oregon and didn't get enough. And had to come all the way up to the furthest corner of the state. It just kept on going. That's like a fire in South Carolina. That's like a fire in Georgia depositing smoke in Maine. Wow. We're all, all just we're all just one big country, but I, you know
0: I, I don't know if you're a federalist, but I don't mm. love that. I feel like it should stop at the border. You know, <laughs>
1: yeah, you come in should. based on merit. And that's what we're doing. <coughs> it should stop at the California border. It should it should Mount it should Shasta it should is hang not over, over Eureka.
0: More. Hang over Eureka. That's what I say. Yeah, or Whyrica.
1: Ooh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell me about Whyrica. Is, is that a place you would go in like the RV? Whyrica uh, is a place that you can't avoid. And, um, you don't, you don't, you don't think that you're going to end up in Wairika as often as you do is my experience. Okay. You think, oh, Wairika, ha ha ha. What a nutty place. Funny, funny kind of place. Wairika. Hmm. And then you're in Wairika again and you're like, huh, isn't that funny? Look at that. Wairika. And then you're in Wairika again and then again. And uh, and eventually, you're like I feel like I know Wyreka. I feel like I, I feel like I, like I ran away from my ex-wife and lived in Wairika for a while. I feel like Wairika uh, like would on, be on a, an
0: alternate timeline.
1: Yeah, I feel like Wyreka would be a good place maybe to think about being sheriff if if Twisp won't accept me. Okay,
0: okay. Um, in, in in that timeline, would you still have your underpants? Hmm. I mean, at what point do the timelines – I don't want to take you off your story of childhood and, and beloved pool times, but, like, yeah. at what point does the, does the timeline break? Is is Wairika potentially some kind of a – one doesn't want to call a town a vortex, right. but the kind Portal. of place where it's – like, it's like me when I first moved here. I'm like, hey, I'm in San Francisco. I got a rental car. I'm going down Market Street, which is a bad idea. You don't want to drive on Market Street. Right. And no. and you can only turn right, and then you turn right, and then uh, two two rights later, you're back on Market Street. That that feels very Wairika to me. It's yeah. not avoidable. You will return to
1: here. You're gonna get there. And the the thing about Wairika, I there's a there's a town in North Ontario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's a, there's a town in helpless, North, helpless, helpless. There's a town in Northern California. It's called Wairika. Wairika. And it's in the once you pass through weed, uh uh-huh. mm. um, you're in you're in the shit. As we say, oh, and you're really in the shit all the way to cottage Grove. And people don't realize they think that the, the mountains of Southern Oregon, the Umpqua national forest, (sighs) they think of that as being some little thing that you go Mm -hmm. through, you go bleep, bleep, bleep. And you're, and, and you're through, but, but that's not the case. Mm -hmm. You get, you get through there, you get to Medford, you think I'm in Medford. It's a town. But mm-hmm. it's like, oh, no, 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 no. There's, mo- there's much worse to come. Grant's Pass, you think, I'm in the top of the pass. It's the hmm. pass. I'm in the, mm-hmm. going through the pass. No. Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. It's terrible. This is. I'm talking about Interstate 5. Okay. Uh, America's most, um, no, I'm not going to say most, but, but the West Coast's gnarliest freeway. Yeah it, it, yeah, it goes places. It goes places. But, but Wairika is the place that, that the tow truck takes you back to when your truck catches on fire. I see. is the place where you, if you ran out of gas, the first place you're going to see is Wairika. Wairika is the place that you have to stop when you just have to stop there because the road is bad. Doesn't matter whether you're going north or south. WaiRika sometimes is where you stop if the pass is too gnarly, and California Highway Patrol is like, nope, hold there, hold there. mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, hmm. WaiRika is also I,
0: where the smoke should stop, but it. But it, it should. But it I'm, I'm on the Internet Science page for WaiRika, California, <laughs> and there's not a lot interesting here. I was. I always like to jump down to the Notable People section. Yeah. And I'm. I'm pleased <clears> that these people are notable, but I don't think I straight ah. off the dome know
1: who any of these oh 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 the the robber black
0: bart which mm-hmm. is a problematic oh. name
1: black bart what he's, about he's from uh, there what about late late period nick nolte is he from nick Wyoming? Nolte. i'm
0: scanning ross mcleod mm-hmm. patrick mcmahon no i don't see it jumps right from richie myers to john otto john otto was the first park custodian at uh colorado national monument hmm well, I think it's a different kind of uh, use use of custodian. What, what 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 gets me though is you jump down to. I wish I wish that every internet science page had this section, which is palindromes. And what? Y- Waikika Bakery. No. Yes, it's it's out there in the wild. It's just it's out there right now. Waikika Bakery. Waikika Bakery. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah, you know, you don't see a lot of really good palindromes in the wild. You know, you get a Man a Planet Canal, Panama, that kind of thing, where you got to really monkey it up. But uh, that that would be a good section. John, as you sit here today in in these times, amidst these challenging times, are there specific places you kind of wish you could go to again, maybe soon? Could be here, could be in Europe, could be wherever. Do you find yourself yearning you know, I've tried to bring this up with my other hosts and they're always karma sucks about it. Like my family has a wish list of things we're going to do when, if this ends. And when if, when slash when, if. It, when, it, when when slash if, like, yeah, yeah the great, uh, I think that was Kierkegaard. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, do you have places you think about, like right now, you got a kid, you got a kid at home, you got you at home. Like, are there places where you'd like to, like, you talked at one point about, I think, jumping into a, a Jeep that you repair yourself and driving to the end of South America? Is there a, is there a place that uh, looms large in your mind right now as a locale that you would find uh, wholesome and rejuvenating?
1: Mm-hmm. I have started now, after months of feeling like this uh, quarantine and uh, and all such, Ah, uh, that it was like a thing that I was managing, and that it was fine, and we just started school, which is its own fresh hell, but like we got through the the initial bumps it's we're managing, but I have started to feel that feeling where um, travel was really the thing I didn't realize that 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 travel was such a part of the structure of my my, not just a a year, but my life. That's what I, I didn't realize it. My mm. friends are all over. You are, I... You are in San Francisco, and uh-huh. I have friends in New York. I have friends in, in LA. You, I have friend- you,
0: tu- you toured as a musician, and then in your in your afterlife as uh, America's Char- new Charles Nelson Riley, you would be called upon to go places and do things. And you'd have to yes. get on a plane, and you try to keep your miles up. And like that yes. feels like another world now. But yes. in its absence, it's like a missing tooth.
1: I I um I just didn't quite get that. When the thing all all shuts down and then stays shut down, that I'm going that I had that I do have a missing tooth, and it is that I don't i I don't see any foreseeable like i <clears throat> I haven't been to Seattle in weeks because it's it's fully nine miles from here, and it would require that I have a reason to go there. But I miss New York way more than I miss Seattle. That's at the top of my list right. It's just mm-hmm. New York's just there, and it's just being New York this whole time. And usually, it doesn't, what, it doesn't need us,
0: but we uh, we really need it.
1: Yeah. So, well, I, I was thinking about I was thinking about the people that are that have been in New York this whole time, thinking, "Oh my God, get me out of New York!" But for for us who come who come to New York sometimes, you know, usually if if I if I'm somewhere and I feel like New York is is has been busy being New York for long enough, and um, and I'm starting to get like, and I start uh, and I want to see what it's doing. I want to see what's going on over there. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just go there. There's nothing keeping me from going there. You don't go need there. a reason. I don't need a reason. I go there. I, it's know, New York. Not, it's, it's like a pretty girl who smokes too much. Like who wouldn't want to go? Who go? Who wouldn't want to <sighs> go? I go all the time, and now I can't go. And uh, I can't go to Los Angeles Uh, this week. That's fine. But like I can't go to some other, I just all the places, all the places, all the friends, all the things I've canceled. I mean, when the, when the pandemic hit Delta airlines was a little bit cagey for a couple of days. And then Mm -hmm. after the first few weeks, they were like, well, we're going to refund these first few tickets and then we'll see what happens. And then as my, as my plane tickets and travel arrangements, kept coming due, they were like, well, we're going to cancel that too. And so right now I have six like major plane tickets, a couple of them international that are just sitting in a Delta bank somewhere,
0: <laughs> somewhere in Atlanta, <laughs> which the is Delta
1: bank. And, and, and Delta is pretending and I am presuming that one day soon the Delta bank will open and and I will – and not only will those tickets all be there without penalty, mm-hmm. but that I will want to go do those things, be reinvited to go do those things. You know, like I was supposed to go to Japan. Right, I, right. I got asked to go to that – the U.S. Army War College, which I was so excited about. And the war college was wonderful. They sent an email to everybody and they were like, well, we're, we can't do it. This year, but you're all just automatically reinvited to next year. Oh, that's cool. So they I, didn't. That's a, that's a cool way to treat that. Yeah, right. Because there were because the you know that other thing I did that thing in Alaska where they were like, well, we we're not going to fly you up here and treat you nicely, but we still have to do it. So we're going to do it over Zoom. Um, oh,
0: right, right. Is that where you have to listen to the music of youths?
1: Yeah, and and the thing oh. is, the whole experience was very positive, and I and I really loved the organization and the people that work they all were wonderful. It was part of what made it hard was that I really was going to meet them and wanted to be up there and, and go to dinner with them and hang out and stuff. And so the zoom experience was, was bad, but only in relation to what I imagined was possible. You know, mm-hmm. anyway, what's going to happen? There's one day going to be a day when, when the Delta bank is going to open and I'm going to go like, wow, I got all these saved up trips. I get to go. I don't, I don't see that I'm talking to people in the music business where yeah. it's like, Hey, 2021, am I right? And they're like, no, no, I don't think so. I don't see, you know, like until what would, I mean, this is the question we keep asking each other. What would it take to get you to right. go to yeah. a Creeper Lagoon show? Let's say Creeper <laughs> Lagoon got back together and they're playing the, of the hill. Merlin, when would you go? Oh man, that <laughs> December. The place is pretty tight.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I I have to tell you, man. I uh, I think about this so much, and I feel like I feel like my imagination at this point is so impoverished. It's something that Dan and I uh, kind of talk about like pretty much every week, which is one or another sort of uneducated gander about about not like what happens next. But what happens next after next after, after next after next after next is right. Yeah, because there's like there's these things that that one can imagine. I mean, let's let's take a really straightforward one. So a bunch of tech companies uh, um, in the past few weeks and months have announced that, you know, you can work from home. Uh, I believe Google and Facebook have both said you can work from home till at least June of 2021. Last week, my wife was informed, same deal. Like, you don't have to come back to work unless you need to for something. Like, pick up your calendar that still says March on it. Uh You don't need to come back to the office until next year. Now, just off the dome, uh, that means so many things. Some of the trivia, well, not trivial to them, but like the kebab place on the first floor of her building that we really like. where are like, we would go for lunch sometimes. Like, how's that place going to do? The like giant Warriors arena, the basketball arena across the street. Like, what are you going to do there? I hope they open it for voting. But like, it doesn't take that much before you find yourself swimming in assumptions about things you don't and can't know, apart from guessing what stuff will just go away. The whole idea of business travel that's been the tentpole between business travel and tourism, right? That's been the tentpole of like holding up so many pieces of that industry. And I'm with you. I don't see myself even going to see Cooper Lagoon for a good long while, not least because I'm not going to say this publicly. My family and people like us—we are the sin eaters for the maskless youths right now. <laughs> mm. I'm, we are. and I've read a couple things about this. Why this is so stressful? And it is this kind of like you do feel like a sin eater, where like God, we're we're trying so freaking hard to do all the right things, and then you just see people running around, you know, and just half assing it at best. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like with, with that, it's like like I said to Dan. If if I see you and you and I talked about this with your neighbors across the street, like if I see you, other person, like making poor decisions that clearly will have an impact on other people, you that flips the bozo a bit, man. Like I'm I'm not gonna want to hang out with you. Your decisions are poor. This is gonna be a virus that tears through people who make poor decisions and the people they used to love. So I don't I I I don't know. I don't see it. When you think about that stuff, what do you think about? in terms of stuff that's going to change a lot or go away. Well, you,
1: you, you, you touched on it and all the, I mean, all the things in a downtown, all Mm -hmm. of the restaurants, but also all of the catering, all of the, uh, not just the bars and clubs, but the, I mean, the the reason that we congregate in a downtown, all those reasons are going to uh, – we're going to all take a hard look at them. Some of those businesses are not going to be able to wait this out or transition. But the whole premise that we want to live on top of each other and work on top of each other because it's good for efficiency and business – And it's and it's where we want to be because we're a social creature and we want to squirm around in our hive and rub up against each other. Yeah. Um I've always felt like that was kind of like the way that museums are open from seven AM to three PM because they are catering to what they perceive to be the mean audience, which are uh, which is people between seventy five and seventy nine, <laughs> that apparently are who go to museums because who's at a museum at seven in the morning, and why aren't they open at eight o'clock at night? Right, but, but Alrighty, so yeah, that'd be nice. I'd I, right. I really like that. <laughs> if museums were open at eight o'clock at night, wouldn't you go to museums? And, yeah, art and not even that
0: like novelty thing of like you get to like sleep here overnight or something like that, but just something like maybe you have food and drinks at night and you can hang out. Like, where's that place we always, which oh, is it the um, Academy of Sciences where we always yeah, do? Yeah, Academy thing? of Sciences. With the albino alligator. Um, <laughs> and like, but places like that, I mean, they they, they realized a while back that like a lot of places that there was, there is a limited amount of money to be made with admissions. Although they do charge a lot, they have really good food there. And then they have another place with really good food there. But like what you're describing, you're seeing it right now. You, You take the most like stereotypical example from the last 20 years of some, um, what you might ungenerously call a tech bro gets a job at like a big company making, maybe starting at high five, but really probably more like six figures. Hey, you know, this is great. I work in Palo Alto, but I live in Potrero Hill and there's this bus that drive, a bus with Wi-Fi that's comfortable yeah. it has a bathroom you can use. And it drives, it picks me up here and I get in, I, I play on my laptop for an hour and a half. And eventually I'm in Palo Alto ruining democracy with Facebook. <laughs> but Why am I in San Francisco and not in a bedroom community of Palo Alto? Well, it's, Fucking San Francisco. Like There's all this great stuff to do there. I'm far from the first person to point this out. A lot of that great stuff has been gone for months now. And Mm -hmm. in some cases, it's gone, daddy, gone. Gone. So what are you going to do? If if you could make, let's just say arbitrarily, if you could make six figures working from home, why would you do it somewhere where you're stuck in a single room that's for a one-bedroom apartment that's $5,000 a month, when you could live in, in this case, Tahoe, Lake Tahoe is getting super overwhelmed uh, right now with people wanting to buy houses. The, the uh, houses on the sale uh, on sale in San Francisco, I think are over a hundred percent year over year number on the market. Like you could move to, you could move to one of those places where you like look up things on Zillow and see what you could yeah, I'm sure you do this. I know my wife does. I oh, you could have this house for this much money. This is like two years of rent and we could own a house. <laughs> Why would you stay in a place like this when it's, if you're not if you don't have loyalties here or roots here with
1: schools and stuff like that communities churches why what the fuck would you stay here it's crazy well and i i bought a house a year ago and during that during that process um right right next to seattle a, a very short ferry ride away is um vashon island which is an island it's a long thin island in puget sound that stretches kind of from like the north end is right there uh, at, at West Seattle and the South end is, I mean, you can see Tacoma from there huh. and there are ferries at both ends. And then there's a ferry on the West side that takes you over to Kitsap County. And it's a, it's a very developed Island in the sense that all the islands in Puget Sound used to be farming communities like everything here. And gradually the waterfront property turned from little humble two bedroom cabins to uh in a lot of cases like big uh handsome mansions and and then big ugly mansions <laughs> but the centers of those islands are still very bucolic like trip to a, a past that you kind of vaguely remember that feels you know there's still a a store at the crossroads and the and the porch of the store is wood so when you when you park and get up on the porch it's like clump 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 and then you walk into the store and there's a jar of candy and oh
0: i miss i miss sounds
1: uh, yeah it's uh, there. vashon is wonderful and 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 um and then after a while like the main street started to get fancy restaurants where they served you pickled ferns and everybody was like <laughs> they're amazing have you had the pickled ferns at at, at uh barren bread and it's like ah but is this, uh, is this your
0: first time uh, dining with us? Uh, I should tell you, we do things a little bit different here. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> this episode of Roderick Online is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com supertrain. There are so many things that you can do with Squarespace. You can create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into your new home on the web. You can showcase your work. You can have a blog or publish other kinds of content, galleries. You can uh, sell products and services of all kinds. You can promote your physical or online business. You can announce an upcoming event or a special project. All of this and so much more. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers, powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. You get the ability to customize the look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. And they offer a new way to buy domains where you can choose from over 200 domain name extensions. That's a lot of extensions. They have analytics that help you grow in real time. Built-in search engine optimization. I like to call it SEO. You get free and secure hosting. Nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And of course, they're 24 by 7, award-winning customer support. They're encouraging folks to make it, make it yourself. You can easily create a website by yourself with Squarespace. I did it. I can't even tell you how many times I've done it. Uh, Squarespace is where I put my, uh, you know, my personal sites, Uh, you know, uh, some of my work sites. Uh, How about this? How about the Roderick Online podcast? Boom. Hosted on Squarespace since day one. Thank you, Squarespace. So please, right now, go. Head out. Squarespace.com/supertrain. You can get a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code train. That's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Huge fans of Squarespace? Please check them out: Squarespace.com/supertrain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows.
1: And and everybody's excited about those restaurants. And luckily, they're terrible. But the ice cream store and the pizza parlor are still there. <laughs> um, and I, so I was looking at places on Vashon, and it was like, if I move to Vashon, I, it's not like super cheap, but it's ten, fifteen percent cheaper. And every year, it was always a joke in the in the old days that ev- that the Vashon real estate agents made a lot of money because every year people would move over there and buy a really cool big house, and they would live there for a year and realize that the that the ferry boats. Although they run every hour on the hour, they're actually a very tenuous connection. And when people say like, "Hey, come to my show," and you think, "I got to drive up the island; it's a half hour to the ferry boat," then I got to wait right. for the ferry, take the ferry over, that's then a, I got to drive. A lot of
0: resistance.
1: It's just a lot, and so you end up saying, "Well, you know, I'll try and be there," and then you never leave the island. People go crazy because there's just the one place with the pickled ferns one ice cream parlor and a pizza parlor and you're like i gotta get out of here and then they sell the house but now in the pandemic i was thinking about it last night if if i were if if i hadn't bought a house a year ago if i were shopping now i would have considered vashon much more seriously because I don't know Seattle so anyway.
0: are different. I mean, it's yeah. not even fair to compare. It's it's so different, and not even we're not even getting into like we say the global warming stuff, or like if you going somewhere that's like on the edge in terms of like a climate you can tolerate, and yeah. in twenty years it's like ten degrees warmer. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a lot of changes. I mean, like so, like the night you and I met, um, you know, we went to Oakland to see Oakland. a rock and roll concert. And like, but you know how rare that is, even for us as big rock and roll people? People are like, oh, we got a Christmas party in Oakland. I'm like, that's pretty far away. <laughs> right. But another one that you, well, you know what? Have you noticed you haven't heard of the streetcar in a while? Well, guess what? Streetcar stopped being the streetcar. No. Quite a while back, replaced with buses. No. What? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then then they monkey well. Then they, here's here's the thing. This is, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but this is the slow dissolution of a really huge benefit of where I live, which is that when I moved here in 1999, like one of the great joys to me was being so close to a streetcar. Everybody knows this story. You get on it's it's an above ground streetcar, then it turns into a a subway tunnel streetcar, and you end up downtown. You know, it's my version of riding on that Google bus. I guess it was always amazing. My kid and I, without having to do in the time before lifts and stuff like that. You know, it's just great to be able to get on the train, go downtown have some Korean barbecue and, and go see a Marvel movie uh, at the mall downtown. Go to the um, art supply store. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Japanese stationery. I miss it yeah, so much. But, but here's, here's the thing. So, so here's the very fast version of slow dissolution, which is that like, um, pretty early on, they're like, well, you know, um, this is not going to work out. You can't pack people into these subway cars. And for a variety of reasons, months ago, the streetcar line was replaced with buses. At the same time, they started monkeying with the way the routes work, without getting into too much detail, it used to be each route was its own route. Like, you could get on at Embarcadero and go all the way out to the zoo. Like, and But now it's like, oh, now this, this is no longer a train. It's a bus, and the bus stops at sunset, and then it's a different bus because this thing has to turn around and go back. Well, finally, mid-August, late-August, guess what? This is so exciting. They're going to bring back the streetcars on the same or similar crazy schedule, you got to basically go from my house to West Portal, and then get transfer to something that goes into the tunnel. It's not. It's not. It's already not fun. It's not cool. It's not easy. Anytime you had a transfer to public transit, you tripled the chances that it's going to go tits up.
1: Yeah. But
0: then, so they they were. I believe they opened on a Saturday. They reopened the streetcars, brought them back out on I believe a Saturday, and by the second business day, that Tuesday, they had to shut it down again because. Uh, driver, a driver had gotten sick. Um, And now, I mean, now they're shut down. um, I think somewhat indefinitely. I think the the latest I heard was there was going to be no streetcars until at least the end of this calendar year. So is that a big deal? I mean, it's a big deal to a lot of people. It sure takes a little bit of the bloom off the rose for me in terms of like, even I love where we live. And I, but that was a, that's just another one of those little benefits it's gone away now. The train that I used to use to go to things is no longer a train, and there's also no things.
1: Why? Why are why are the why is a bus better? Um, I
0: think I, I, I don't I don't know this to a certainty. I think part of it was also that I'm guessing a little bit here because I, I haven't really followed this super closely. There's a lot to follow closely, but I think part of it was that it is more costly to run the trains. It takes more expertise in different kinds of drivers. I uh, it did have something to do with social distancing, um, but it was also that I think it gives them more flexibility when you're doing buses versus streetcars because those things can only really go on the tracks. Um, right. But that's—I mean—that's just—that's just one of those examples where, like, as soon as you start prodding at that just a little bit, you see so many different effects. What about the cafe that's by the streetcar stop? Like that—that that place where people go and get coffee before they commute in—not doing yeah. so great now. They have a no. table, and you can walk up with a mask and order something. But you see where I'm going with this. Yes, yes. So yes. many factors are changing. It's difficult to explore any one of them without opening up a thousand timelines.
1: Well, what ha- what happened in post-war America was uh, what, as the suburbs were built for the first time. I mean, one of the one of the reasons that you see all the mid century houses out in the, that first ring of suburbs is that they th- those weren't suburbs; they didn't exist. There was no suburbs uh, prior to 1945, and that produced uh, a massive flight from the cities, what they what they described as white flight, because yeah. it was mostly white people. And the one of the reasons that the cities in America became such um, like impoverished and falling apart cities burning mm-hmm. um, broken windows theory uh, times yeah, square
0: yeah I mean, a lot of cities just still had a lot going for them had huge areas that were blight
1: yeah and that was all a product of not a, an escape from the cities because because they because of a virus but an escape from the from cities just because People discovered that with their automobile, they could live in a place with a lawn. Right. Now, we're going to see a different version of that, which is, and a ho- best case scenario, the virus resolves itself, uh, and future viruses we we manage better. Um, but if it's finally true that that a certain kind of commerce, initially, like, high level white collar commerce, but eventually any kind of what you would call, I guess, uh, intellectual commerce where you can have a set of skills that you can translate through a computer. Um, if you can do that anywhere, then all of these questions that we used to have about when you were driving through Banff and you're like, why doesn't everybody live here? This Mm -hmm. seems amazing. Uh, You know, why doesn't everybody live in Grand Junction, Colorado? All of a sudden, I think people are going to. Yeah. uh, And that's going to tax infrastructure in a way that, like we had this, the guy come out to the septic system the other day because being home, what were, what the timeline where a septic system needs to be maintained suddenly was quadrupled because there's three people and they never leave. They never leave the house. And so it's not, you know, all the people that go poop downtown aren't pooping downtown. (laughs) They're pooping in their houses. They got to reallocate the resources to where the poop goes. Yeah. There were all these poop pipes that (laughs) were devoted to people pooping between the hours of eight and 5 PM in between 8 AM and 5 PM in a certain extremely concentrated set of poop towers. Uh Mm-hmm. And now those are gone and all, but th- that poop didn't go away. It all just moved out to the home poop pipes.
0: See, and there's a different poop pipe where that's true, and that's the poop pipe called the internet. Where internet <laughs> in the early days of this uh, internet, service providers had to reallocate resources to make it so that like a lot of the bandwidth that had been focused on those poop towers downtown was now going to go to bedroom communities like mine, so that people could sort of keep up, but yet another thing where that's, you know, that's just the thing that's going to happen. That's, it's a different, it's a, you know, a different tower, same poop. And what's scary,
1: and this only, what was it? Five years ago, during the peak of the, because in the last 15 years, the urbanist movement has been driving this whole millennials move back downtown. It's why San Francisco is so. Oh, expensive. is this
0: the people who get chickens, John?
1: It's the people who get well. No, it's the it's the urbanists who don't even want chickens because they want to live in a. They wanted to live in the center of downtown. In a, these are the oh, mustache I see. waxers. I see. I see. They. 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 What? What? Their idea was the whole urbanist movement was about much better public transit. Get on your bicycles. Um, it's this constellation of incredible restaurants that all of a sudden appeared in downtowns where there weren't any restaurants or no good ones. Um, it's just people that believed that the future uh, and a kind of environmentalist mentality, a, um, a, a, it was a cultural movement to move downtown. And during the peak of that, I talked to a lot of people who speculated that the McMansions and suburban, like McMansions were going to start to be the new inner city the new ghetto, if you will, that, Hmm. that, uh, housing stock that nobody wants. Yeah. A 6,000 square foot house. That's a half hour from downtown is suddenly going to be occupied by three families. Uh It's going to be Dr. Zhivago except, (laughs) uh, except different and for different reasons, but it's going to be the flip feature. Omar Sharif. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> but it's going to be the flip side of white flight. That white flight is going to be directed to the inner city. All those houses, like my I mom's see. house that she bought for $180,000 and was suddenly worth 10 times that, uh-huh. um, you're going to have just, a a complete flipperoo, but, it, but we're going to have these, in, these incredibly weird visuals of mansions in the suburbs, either, either decaying like the housing bubble in Florida where you're driving through these streets and it's like, well, every one of these was worth $900,000, nine months ago. And now Mm. you, now they're all on fire or they're going to be, you know, the habitations of people that the, you know, the, the old luxury was that you had, that you had to drive into work. And then, and the new luxury is that you walk to work. And now the new poverty is that you have to get to work from your you're burned out. Suburbs. If
0: you if you live in the suburbs uh, or somewhere outside of Atlanta, you're going to have a real big commute in front of you and then at the end of the day whereas somebody who's I don't know, could, could this be somewhere like maybe like St. Paul, like so, somewhere that's like a just a cool place to live with cool stuff and like you get all the things but I guess Portland would be another one, good good yeah. transit, like a place where you can just like disappear into this area but you still have the um, access to the resources of like a good airport that will like with cool carpeting where you can go places. Right. That's, that's and always been part of the appeal is you don't want to be stuck somewhere where that's, that's all, all you get now is like Applebee's and sadness.
1: And the sketchy thing is that when that happens, you suddenly realize that the, that one of the byproducts of urbanism was as they were building this transit, transit was no longer 1960s Transit which was designed to bring people in from far away. Uh, uh New transit is, is, you know, concentrated local transit. That's going to move you from one kind of like your neighborhood, which is close Uh to town, you know? And so if, if the poor neighborhoods are suddenly relocated to the outskirts and that's the only place that people can live, people that work actually work service industry jobs, you know, maintenance stuff, hotels, Um, that there's no transit to those places. You know, there's no
0: trolley. You can't just, to, I mean, just it's, it's another one of those things, or the, obviously the example that comes to mind is, um, you know, online education. Like just because you put the <laughs> word online in front of it doesn't mean it's easy. And in that case, just because you say, well, it's just a different kind of public transit. Well, it's a, it could be a very different kind of public transit that requires a very different infrastructure. And yeah. you might be building out something for 10 to 20 years in the future, reflecting what you know or think about something 10 years in the past. Right. So at the airport, with the, our airport was in the midst of getting all of these like big upgrades, and they're you know, doing stuff at the terminals. And then pretty soon it was like, yeah, we've got like two windows open in the whole place. Like we just don't need it. It got <laughs> again another one of those ninety percent numbers. I think the number of like the people flying per day went down something like ninety percent over this time.
1: And in a way, that's great because because mm. we were ruining the world by by imagining that the future was that we were going to fly in these extremely polluting jets all around i have an app that's called flight tracker 24 Mm -hmm. which i highly recommend to everyone it's a free app and it's a crowdsourced uh plane spotter app that allows you that allows you to look at any plane in the sky pull up your app and immediately know what it is where it's going to where it's coming from you can track its flight path um both directions there's a photo of it uh with the i mean with the um if you upgrade to the paid version of this app, I think you can know the pilot mm-hmm. and you can zoom out on this app and see every plane in the air in the world. Wow. Like I, I sit sometimes and just look at Schiphol airport in Holland and water the Netherlands and watch the planes come and go. Uh, but you can also look at every plane in the sky and what, I've noticed in sitting and staring at this app for many hours <laughs> is that what else are you gonna do <laughs> is that uh, so many of the planes in and out of Seattle in the course of a day are cargo. Amazon is running planes, mm-hmm. uh, there's cargo planes 747s flying back and forth from Seattle to Taipei every night. Like four planes a night. Giant seven four sevens flying back and forth to Taipei. Now what we're shipping to Taipei and they're shipping to us that needs to come via airplane. I really don't know. Um, I'm not sure what they're manufacturing that,
0: I I wonder if it's similar to what was happening here, which is, and again, I don't remember this carefully, a lot happened very quickly, but sometime around February, March, April, there was a huge thing in cutting down the number of trips internationally that obviously was happening everywhere. But one was that airlines were cutting back, especially on flights to China uh, in the early days, which is a huge deal for a certain company in Cupertino, where they've got people going back and forth all the time to go supervise or, you know, do whatever it takes to make the next iPhone come out, which is a lot of quality control, a lot of software stuff. So, you know what I mean? Like the, the, but, like, there was a – just just Apple alone was accounting for a lot of flights to China and back. And count to put it on the board. That's another thing that's going to change a lot.
1: Well, but somehow, even when no one was allowed to go back and forth from anywhere – somehow four flights a night were going back and forth to Uh, Taipei. Cost cost Costco chickens probably in (laughs) Four flights a night were going back and forth to all kinds of locations uh, and they were all cargo jets. And I don't know whether those cargo pilots just stay in their cockpits. Um, I don't think so. I think they have to get out and go to hotels. So there there were allowances being made. Mm -hmm. But I think what what our dream was, what the urbanist dream of of a a world where you could work from home was, was that all those downtown office towers would get converted to apartments for cool people, yeah, high who, density, mm-hmm. yeah, who could live down there and they wouldn't use pollution and they would uh, eat pickled ferns <laughs> and it would be <laughs> it would be freaking amazing and we wouldn't worry that much about whether or not the old neighborhoods of McMansions that we used to think were good were now like um five families to a house and they couldn't and they had to they had to commute for an hour and a half to get to work that was a thing we were going to solve later as as is true of all problems solve them later mm-hmm. but now can you imagine a world where the WeWork tower in San Francisco just sits there empty like like freaking Detroit um where all of downtown mm-hmm. San Francisco is just like just wind whistling through the broken windows I know I know the Pan America tower
0: There's there's I mean like there's just been story after story about all of the again like the small businesses that service the financial district and we've known for a long time anybody can tell you like you come out of a comedy club you know, you come see Roderick on the line at that with that one club. We do, uh,
1: you know, the, what's it called? The one on uh, Jackson uh, the, or whatever? Uh, under, the, under the bridge. Uh, under the bridge. You go to the end of the bridge club. Top has sprung the week. Mm.
0: And then the you go outside at 11 p.m. And whew, there's a tumbleweeds uh. in the best of instances. Like they're, the McDonald's downtown in the financial district, like close at like five or six, which would be unheard of where I'm from like everything's like 24/7 in Florida. You can get you can get gas and pork rinds anytime. But even back even back in the normal times that was true, but now it is it is a little bit like a ghost town. On top of which now, again this everything's connected. Like for example, I talked about going to the zoo. We go to the zoo with my kid. We have a membership. We go all the time and over the years we've watched the very 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 slow development of these, these condos being built. And it, it uh, one of they had that feel of like, I think it like they ran out of money. Like this is, there's a bunch of like plywood and plastic flapping <laughs> around. You're like, when are you <laughs> going to finish this? Yeah. Two, two days ago, I was looking out the back window through the dense smoke. And I said to my lady, Hey, what's that, what's that giant building over there? That, that looks like a sandcastle. And she's like, that's, that's those condos that like <laughs> that now nobody wants. The condos that were built by the zoo that took years and years and years, they're just, they're just sitting there. There's been yeah. all these crackdowns on like, for example, like if you're on a retail corridor, you have to be zoned the right way. Otherwise there's fines. And it's like, there's all this stuff where you're like, that's not going to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. But businesses are just tearing ass to get out of this town. People. I mean, and you know, I, I, again, as, as has been widely meta-reported, turns out, a lot of that has been greatly overstated. That, that, like, that basically the cities are emptying out. I don't think that's entirely true. But in, a, in, a, in an economy that was more marginal than anybody wanted to realize, it doesn't take that much damage to be like a nearly fatal blow to several ecosystems.
1: What I don't, what I don't know is – I was talking to uh, – to, um, I was about to say friend of the show, but he's never listened to a podcast. Friend mm. of ours. He's a friend of mine. He's a friend of ours. He's a friend. Um, Josh Rosenfeld. Oh, hi, Josh. Owner of uh, Bar Suk Record.
0: Big fan. He he gave me some shirts. He's a good man.
1: Yeah, he's a good man. He and I were talking last night uh, because we had a socially distanced family event where our kids uh, joined us around a campfire, and we roasted some weenies (laughs) and we made s'mores. And everybody wore masks, and it was very cute. And oh, that's so USA cool. America. Oh, so it wasn't done over Zoom. <laughs> you had an actually wasn't a virtual fire. That's right. We were together virtual in real words. person. And um, and we were talking about the fact that in the course of our lives, uh, and our lives just in the middle of those lives right now, uh, in the course of our lives, we've had several different careers, and I know you have had this same experience. Where it's like, okay, well, my career, I guess, is is this, mm-hmm. and then it turns out, oh, uh, eight, eight years later, uh, that that wasn't my career. I ended up doing a different thing, a wholly yeah. different thing, and then. Right. No, I, I was so I was so driven by my
0: idea like I think everybody's like this like what did I study in school what was my major what was my last job and you're always using past as prologue to try and figure out what's happening now and in the future and yeah. it isn't until time passes that you go well I guess I have a different career than I thought
1: time passages time passages but, but there's no way I could have predicted what I'm doing now not when I not when I was 22 and I thought I would never have a job and I would never have a house and nothing would ever work out, but not when I was 32 and I still felt like I would never have a house or a job, nothing would work out, but Mm -hmm. not when I was 42 either. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so uh, there's no way to know what's going to happen in 10 years. And it's, but, but the one thing I do know is it's very doubtful. I'm going to still be doing what I'm doing now. And <laughs> whatever I don't that is. whatever that is, and <laughs> and honestly, right now I don't want. I'm no longer feeling like when is something good going to happen? Like right now, things things are good for me. I've got a nine year old who has just started, a nine and a half year old who has just started to be a teenager, preteen, <laughs> and I don't know what like four <laughs> years from now is going to bring. I'm not sure. I'm but you know, I'm not sure I'm ready. But I'm also like, <sighs> I'm uh, my job is fine. My my uh my situation is fine but 10 years from now when my daughter is 20 and when uh i'm in my early 60s uh-huh. and uh, and the cities are whatever they are and i am whatever i am i've i've never before looked at it the way i'm looking at it right now i was thinking I know that we hate this game, but we can't stop playing it. Do you remember Madonna's spectacular 2000 record music? Oh yeah.
0: Is that the one with uh, you were, you're tweeting about that. Is that the one with ray of light?
1: Yeah. Music makes the people come together. Uh All. uh, that was, you know, uh, I think a lot of Madonna fans feel like that might've been her last truly great record, but it certainly was the last Madonna record that swept the nation Uh, That everybody had and was listening to, Mm -hmm. Uh, and at the time there was all this talk like Madonna's forty now, like like this is crazy. She's still sexy (laughs) and seeing satisfaction at seventy (laughs) five. She's still like you know she's still doing it, and she's forty. Can you can you believe it? Uh, But I was thinking you know it's a terrible game, but we are further from. Oh, Uh, I love
0: this game. Don't say that. See, I thought you were going to say the what if Obama said that game.
1: No, no, no. We're, we are further from Madonna's music album than Madonna was at music to the beginning of her career. Mm -hmm. Like Madonna, when she made that, what what at the time
0: time would have been video killed the radio star.
1: Yeah. And, and, and the idea that because I think of that music record as being fairly—it's still like Madonna, the last Madonna Absolutely. record I really engaged with—and mm-hmm. still am thinking of that record as a time when Madonna was like it was kind of amazing that she was, st- and now that I look back at it, it's like that's—I mean, the, Madonna was incredibly appealing to me at the time <laughs> and appealing to me now, and the 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 concept i mean i and madonna I, she's probably still making music i made this offhand comment to ben the other day where i was like well who heard a radiohead in the last five years and ben's like radiohead continues to make amazing music and every you know and every six months they put out something that <laughs> redefines right. the brakes nerdlinger <laughs> redefines music and i'm like all right all right all right all right all right i didn't want all to get right, into right, the right, whole thing about up. radiohead uncle, uncle. jesus <laughs> but but uh So you and I are in our mid sixties or early sixties in ten years, Uh, uh, yeah. And we don't have—it's not like we have retirement or savings. Okay,
0: okay, okay, (laughs) okay.
1: Okay. Let's 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 keep it. Let's keep
0: it. it, You know, you started with the aging daughters, yeah, but now you've crossed the line.
1: But uh, but you have to be excited about it, right? Because we because uh, (laughs) uh, we're the we're the cockroaches that have survived every apocalypse. But what are the, you know, like if cities go away and they're not going to, but they're absolutely going to be re-envisioned because no one I know has any real interest in ever doing it like we did it. And so those restaurants downtown are not going to, are not going to be what they were. And. And the sewers are all gonna be really stressed. And You started out this week sounding
0: like a Richard Hugo poem, and I think you're about to end it sounding like a Godspeed You Black Emperor. Song.
1: <laughs>
0: I open my wallet and it's full of blood. <laughs>